Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Becoming Bianca and Friends. This is Bianca, your host of this podcast and of this episode. And again, there are no friends. Why did I name this Becoming Bianca and Friends? Well, it's because God gave me that name and I went with it. It's hoping that hoping that my friends will, you know, say, hey girl, can I get on your podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Um... But that's a different story. So it's been a while since I've uh, posted a episode um, of just catching you up on what's going on with me and giving you my daily or my weekly or whatever dose of life that I can. Um, so let's just jump right into it. If you are, if this is your first time here and you're listening, thank you. I hope you return. I hope you like it and I hope you reach out and say, hey, Bianca, I like your stuff. You know, you you're pretty good, (laughs) even even though it's a little a little jacked up right now. You know, hopefully we go into the new year and we have all these exciting things happening. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm putting into the universe. But let's just get right into it. okay? Um, I've always been I've always wanted to do something on camera or um or do something that is related to being seen, being heard, being this, being that. And um it's always been in my spirit to just like help people and to to talk and to to get them to listen to what I'm saying. I love being heard. <laughs> As you can tell, like I love being heard. Um so that's why you know I'm I'm gonna you know invest more time into that, hopefully take it in front of the camera. Um, one of the things that kind of prevents me from being on camera so much, and I just kind of had to had to just grow into it, is that um, I was in depression for two or three, four years, and anybody that knows what depression is, it's it causes you to kind of lose sight of reality, and you come up with this kind of reality in your own head which doesn't which is not always the same the two does not does not always add up and I neglected myself a lot I I neglected everything about me which was hair teeth you know skin body weight all of that stuff and a lot of things were unrepairable and one of those things happened to be my teeth um and going two or three years without doing anything to your mouth or just here and there kind of takes a toll on you. And I'm getting them redone, actually, next year, which I'm happy for. Thank God. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and get that worked on. But when I do, uh, we're taking this to the camera. <laughs> which I still go live. I, I can't deny a piece of myself because I did it to me, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't me doing that. It was just depression. And a lot of people say, oh, depression is fake and depression is this and depression is that. As for a person that keeps going through it every day, it's not. Um, I just had to realize that being happy and being a part of life and being a part of the world is amazing. It's an amazing experience and it's a choice. You know, 
um, being stuck in a, inside of a room for three years and kind of having to pray yourself out of it. And by the grace of God, he allowed me to come out of that room. He released those shackles that I had on myself. Um, and my family keep kind of keeping me and my business and this and that afloat and giving me the opportunity to engage in more businesses and and more things with them is an amazing situation. A lot of people don't get a chance to to realize. And I count my blessings as often as I can, not more. I should do it a lot more than I do. Um but I'm I'm thankful to God because a lot of people break and a lot of people fall and a lot of people they don't rise to the top. They kind of stay there or they, they fade away and they allow this world to take control of them. But I've learned that, I've also learned that you have to be kind to people because you never know what they're going through and they never know what you're going through. And sometimes it's better just to turn the other cheek than to sit here and and give more trouble to the world. I don't want to do that. You know, I want to be as as sane and as safe and as sensitive as possible. Because there was a time in my life where I wasn't sensitive. I didn't have a grasp of reality to know what love is and how to, to love yourself and how to love somebody else. That just wasn't something that I was that I was interested in doing. Um, I'm sorry, that's my phone. You know, this is unscripted, it's unedited. So you're gonna hear every single thing that I hear. You're gonna listen to everything, every single thing that I listen to. And that's how I really want it. I don't want to give you something that's fake or something that's rehearsed or redone because life doesn't work that way. You can correct your mistakes, but it's going to take a bit, you know, and some mistakes are just unrepairable. And that's how I wanted you to hear this, everything, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know. So um, let's just let's get past that, that sad stuff and get into why you're here. OK, um, I'm going to New York. I can't remember if I said it in a previous post. Girl, my 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 mind is so bad. <laughs> but I'm going to New York and I'm a little excited about it. The only thing that I'm really not excited about is getting on a plane. <laughs> and being in the airport and then going to another airport and getting off the plane and then going back to that same airport, getting on it and going back to my airport in in Georgia. And getting off of it and waiting and the traffic. I'm not I'm not a fan of that, but I'm going there to see somebody and that's the main objective is to go there. I've never been to New York before. I've never hung out and I've always had ambitions to go because of the shopping, because of the food. You know, I love food. Um, so hopefully I will not be stuck in a hotel room the whole time. Hopefully there will be some fun and some action. Hopefully it's not snowing. I don't really know about the about the weather there, but I know it's cold. 
It's colder than Georgia. <laughs> but I'm excited um, because this person I do want to spend time with, um, although the road there was not a great one. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you in on a little, a little bit on that too. Um, especially with like everything that kind of involves being interested in someone. Especially when you're interested before they are. You know what I mean? Um, so I'll just go ahead and give you the honest truth, okay? Um, let's see. The person that I want to see has been on my mind for quite some time now. And kind of faded away because he has too many women. <laughs> or the appearance of too many women. The appearance of not having the options or not wanting the options of just focusing on one person. And I want that one person to be me. I just, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, whether it is or not, I'm leaving that up for the universe and for God to decide. But of course, I will want that person to be me. And the one thing about me is that I don't, I don't take I don't do well with sharing my energy and focusing on one particular, you know, focusing on a lot of different men at one time. I'd rather just focus on you and you focus on me. And then we get to a point where we want to be exclusive and we it's easier to be exclusive. Um but you don't always get you don't always get it that easily you know the one thing about us as being as humans is that we have free will to do or not do <laughs> and sometimes that free will that they may have doesn't always ends up end up with yours um and especially when you involve social media you involve likes you involve women flirting with you and this and that and men flirting with you and blah, blah, blah. I don't tend to pay attention to it because if I want you, then I want you. It's no room for anybody else in my eyesight. There's no room there because I feel like I'm going to want you right now and see where that goes before I endeavor or, or dabble into other men. That's just that's never been me. I've always been the type to be a you know a one tracked person. Except for in my in my younger days, like when I was in my twenties, and I kind of talked to y'all about that a little bit. Um, when I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, um, I'll just, uh, you know, focus on me and. And I'll flirt around with a couple of guys and and I'll do this and I'll do but you're in your twenties, you don't really know any better. The only thing that I was really in love with that at that point was money. You know, I wanted I wanted money. <laughs> Not money from everybody else, money from just working and going to school and, and trying to help my family out and do this and that. I didn't really care about love that much. I didn't really care about romance or or sex or anything like that because my dad left when we were young and 
during that time, he was cheating on my mom anyway. So my my thing about love was already congested. It was it was just love is nothing. <laughs> love is love is nothing, you know, and um, and that's how I treated it until I was probably in my 30s. From, so, so from all the way to like 23, 23, 24 to like 39, even before 23. But when I started dating, I was in middle school and I had my first boyfriend in middle school. And then I had another one in high school. And then I had another one coming out of high school. <laughs> when I when I well, I was uh, I was already out, out of high school when he came around um, and that was my second or third time going to the club and I met him and, uh, it's, you know, I wasn't in a, I wasn't a good woman. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I wasn't a good woman at all. Um, I wanted to piss him off. I want to make him angry, uh, which I did. I, su- I succeeded a lot in that area. Um, and then I had to realize like, that doesn't, that, that's not, the way to be. You don't want to be that way to someone. Um, and I, I had to work on myself. But I was already in the I was in the mindset of love is not real. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to give my heart to somebody. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And uh, that was my that was my objective is not to give my heart and my love to somebody and have them hurt me. And that kind of that kind of was it, it was successful up until the time I turned 39 and then I you know 39 about to turn 40 you know and then I had my first heartbreak (laughs) and I was like darn it you know I could have went through this whole life (laughs) without getting my heart broken and I and that's what I was I was I was hoping for um when I was praying to God about it and I didn't know that my 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 prayer was so, it was so light. And what I mean by light is that when you pray, you're supposed to put your heart and your soul into that prayer. Therefore, God would know that it's, that it's real, you know, but I was going through depression. I was going through, um, my dad and my uncle just passing away and I was going through, you know, the, the, my own demons in my own head that I kind of constructed myself. Um, and I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better life out there. And it has to involve somebody else. Because that's what we're here for. We're not here just to be alone and live alone and not procreate or love somebody else or be happy. You know? Which that wasn't my idea of happiness. At one point it was because I was safe. I felt safe that my heart would not belong to anybody else and and I could have it for myself and nobody else would come and torture it. And I see my mom go through it. And uh, that was the worst. When you see your mom kind of go through things by herself. And I didn't want that for me. So from the time that I was eight, or nine when my dad when my dad left up until the time that he was until up until the time that I was 
39 or 40 when I, I finally reached out to God and I'm like, can you help me? Bring my soulmate, my, my soulmate to me. Bring my husband to me. I, I want my husband. I, I, you know, I'm ready for him. And um, God was like, okay, you want a husband, so I'm going to prepare you. And I feel like when I met my ex, he was supposed to be my husband. He was, he had a known and a, a, a need to be in my life. And I didn't think, I didn't know that the need to be in my life was for a lesson. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna do pretty good. Like I, I've been fourteen, fifteen years without sex, and yeah, I did say that. Fourteen or fifteen, thirteen or fourteen years without sex. Um, I almost made it to fourteen, <clears throat> which I was happy I did. And if you haven't heard that episode when I talk about that, please do. If you're in that situation, don't do it. <laughs> Well, and I'm telling you this, if you are going to stop your sexual life and your and your relationships for religious reasons, that's different. But if it's just because you're scared and you're waiting for your husband, let me tell you this, do not do it. <laughs> because I don't regret it. I don't regret it, but I know that a lot of things came along with that. And I'm, I'll touch back on it for a minute. So if people haven't heard that episode, I'll touch back on it while I say, don't do it, but I don't want to get, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I don't want to get off track. Um, but I seen her have to pay bills alone or, or with the help of my uncles, which are like my dad's, you know, um, I seen her just, just go through things alone. We weren't bad kids, but we didn't get into some things, you know, and we called on her. Like most of the time when people get in trouble, they call on their mom if they still can, you know. And um, she had to face all this stuff alone and she chose not to be with someone else. And she's a good woman. I, and I pray to God every day that she experiences what love feels like without being hurt. Because she's such a blessing to me. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cry, but I've seen her most of her life alone with children to raise. And people have to look up to her and, and need her. And she didn't have a person, a man to protect her or to help her or to nurture her, to breathe life back into her. Like, baby, you could do it. And I've always resented my dad for doing her that way. And almost everybody in her life used her. I'm talking about cousins. I'm talking about brothers and family members and her kids. You know, 
just took just taking her for advantage, taking advantage of her. And I didn't want that for her. And I don't want that for me. You know. Excuse me. I just get emotional sometimes because her life is so full, but yet so empty. She gives so much to people and doesn't give anything back in return. And I know she's not happy, happy, but she's content. And uh, I, I really want her to find somebody that would make her happy. But her whole life is her children and her family. And now helping out her brother, who's um, who's who can do things for himself but chooses not to. Um, and she does this so freely. She does it so willingly and so unselfishly. And I, I thank her every day and I thank God for putting her in my life. And I hope that when I do have a child that I will be half the mom she is. Because I have so much admiration for her. But you know, like when with parents, sometimes you argue, sometimes you don't see eye to eye. But deep down, I applaud that woman because she she taught me what it's like to be a lady. What is it like to be a woman? And I stick by her and I stick by that. And she is the sweetest, most beautiful thing in the world to me. And part of that was because part of that prayer that came was because I wanted to give her a grandbaby and I wanted her to have someone that she could love and someone that could love her back and she has a grandchild she has one but she doesn't get to see him that much and he doesn't stay with her he doesn't stay with us and sometimes it's hard when my brother and the lady is fighting or she just wants to resent him some days it's hard for my mom to see him so a part of that prayer was bring my husband so I could give my mom a grandchild because I don't have any children and and part of that life part of that is the reason why you know I've been I was in a room and and I didn't really I just checked out of life and I didn't think about it until I turned 30 until after 39 or I was I think I was 38 turning 39 actually it was June 20 it was January 27th um and my birthday's in June, so uh, I I got on my knees and I prayed to God for him to bring my husband and bring me a good man so I could have my mom another grandchild or two. Because I felt like she deserved that. And that's, what, that's really all she really wanted from us was uh, for us to be okay. And for us to be happy. And with somebody that loved us. And when my dad passed away, it kind of made it a little easier to get over things. And forgive him for things and kind of move on with my life. Everything that I held against him, I let it go. 
when they close that that cat, you know, they close that thing on his face. Um, I would and put him down. Um, I was uh a little more open to the fact of love. So I'm sorry for crying. Actually, I'm really not, but. It you know sometimes it comes out. I'm a woman, like I'm a Gemini woman. We have two sides. I can't help it. <laughs> you know sometimes it just comes out. But I do want a. I do want a person in my life. I don't want just anyone. And and watching what I mean by seeing my mom do it is that she didn't worry about. A hundred men. She worried about her kids, and she only had two. From what I've from what I've seen with her is that she had my she had my my father, and she was faithful to him. She stuck around us all day. We went to my grandparents' house and my grandma's house and my great grandma's house, and we were with her if we were not in school, and if we were not in school and with her, she was shopping. I stayed with her mostly because I was worried about her. I didn't really want to go to my grandparents' house because I was worried about her being home alone. So I stayed with her. And then I moved out. When I think I was 20-something, I moved out of the house. We talked every day, and we did this and that. Then when COVID happened, and I had to move back home, it was either that, it was either that, or give up things I worked so hard for. And I knew then I was like, I'm just gonna have to stay here. I'm gonna stay with my mom until God brings me a husband. And we either move away or move next, you know, move somewhere close by to where I could be helping her and doing this and that. But my mom is, she does everything for herself. She doesn't ask for help. She just gets up and do it, you know. She doesn't wait around. She doesn't wait for somebody to come and save her. She just saves herself and then she saves everybody else around her, you know. Everybody calls on her and depends on her. And she doesn't really need the help. And nobody really calls and says, hey, do you need some help? Hey, do you need me to do something? They really don't think about her through the day. And I don't want that for her. I want so much more for her. I want so much more for myself. And I see, I kind of seen myself going down that same road. Where it's always me reaching out and making sure that people are okay and making sure that this and making sure that that. And nobody really calls to check on me. Nobody really calls to check on me. Nobody really prays for me. Nobody really does this and does that. So if you're on my TikTok, if you're on my Instagram, if you're on this and that. And I say, like, I don't want you to give me money. I don't want you to give me gifts. 
I just want your, you know, you to be here for your prayer or for your blessing. It's because not many people bless me. Not many people pray for me. And sometimes that's all a person needs. That's all a person requires. And that's all you really want out of the day is somebody just to think about you and say, hey, I pray for you. Hey, I hope you're all right. It's this guy that's on my on my list, um, on my Instagram. His name is Merlin Harper or Harper Merlin, whichever way they put it, but that's his name. And he always, ever since I've known him, and this has been maybe over a year, maybe two years now, almost. Um, and he sends a message every day. Um, uplifting message, a good morning, or hello, beautiful, or this and that. And he's not doing it malicious. He's not doing it for backwards intentions. He's doing it because it's just natural with him. And I'm pretty sure he sends that to other women, but just the fact of him thinking about us through the day, that I've never laid eyes on him. I've never, never had to do anything with him. We've never really had a conversation but for him to think about me through the day is amazing because I was sleeping with a man who didn't think about me at all. You know, he didn't call to ask if I was okay. He didn't call to make sure I was all right. If I had a problem, he kind of looked over it and I made excuses for it. And that's why I'm in a no excuse zone. <laughs> Right now, as we speak, I don't want to be, I don't want to make excuses for people anymore. I don't want to do that. And I'm not. And um, my mom never had to be around a whole bunch of women. I'm, I'm sorry, a whole bunch of men or women. She didn't really have friends. You know, she just, she just stuck to her family and her friend and her, her kids. Um, but that's the reason why. For the most part, is why I don't I don't want to share my attention when it, it may be crazy. Like they say, oh, you just putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, yeah. So that basket does not break, and I could just give it away, give it back to the person I got it from. Um. I don't I don't believe in sharing me with a whole bunch of men. I don't. It's not for me and. If I feel like you are the person that I want to invest my time with, that's where the time is going to be invested. Until you tell me otherwise, like, hey, it's just not that type of party between us. I don't want you. I still want to play the field. I still want to be happy and, and be around other people. Okay. You're, you're free to do whatever you choose to do. Just like I'm free to invest all my time into you and all my all my anything into you, you're you've that's that's your choice, and it's also my choice if I want to accept it or not, and most likely I won't, <laughs> you know, cause I I want to be the only one, and if I can't be that only one, there's no we don't see eye to eye. I'm not I'm not doing the let's just see where it goes position because what I do realize is that when a man or when a woman knows what he wants. 
it's it's instant. You know what you want instantly. It's not something that you have to decide. It's not something that you have to think about. You already know when you look at somebody if you want this person in your life or not. And I don't I don't want to waste time anymore. I wasted eight months of my life trying to prove to someone and listen to what I'm saying. Trying to prove to someone that I'm worthy. That doesn't make any sense. Because he didn't have to prove to me that he was worthy. Do you see where I'm going with that? And the reason why is because I knew what I wanted. And he didn't. That's the reason why I had to prove myself. And I didn't realize at the point, at that point, what I was doing until I was out of the situation looking back. And I don't want another situation like that. But it seems these days that with social media and all these other things connected to it, with you, you know, you meeting women on the on a daily basis and maybe your occupation or this and that, that it's easy for you to lose focus on just one person and I'm not going to share or fight to get you I will fight to keep you but I'm not going to fight to get you because you're going to know what you want and if you don't that's a problem because I'm not waiting around for you to find out and then I'm sitting here wasting three or four months of my life and you're still saying, oh, I want to decide on why we're having relations and this. No, 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 no. It's not going to work that way. <laughs> Especially when it takes nothing to say, hey, this, this situation is not for me anymore. You got to go. You know what I mean? You got to get up out of here. It's, it's just that easy. But you're not going to play around with me while you sit and decide and you're showing Keisha, Tanya, Tammy, and whoever else, uh, attention. It's just not going to be for me. So you can show them attention and I'll just back off completely. And we could be friends. I have no problem with being friends. There would be no hard feelings. There would be no, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's it. I try once. I may try twice, you know. I, you know, if I have to get to the to the third time, I know this relationship and this situation is not for me. And there's there's another one around the corner. That could possibly be it. I'm not going to waste time with you and you don't know what you want. And I could possibly be missing out on the person that is for me. But I'm wasting time with you. It's just not, it's just not for me anymore. So my plan is to, um, is to go there and see how, how it all plays out. And hopefully I will be happy and I will be great while I'm there. And just pray for me. If you run across this, just pray for me. Pray that I'm good. Pray that I'm well. Send me your blessings on Instagram or on on Anchor because here you can leave messages too. And say, hey, you know what, Bianca, you're going to be fine. You're going to be amazing. And that's what I'm asking, just a prayer. (laughs) 
um, a prayer, a blessing, something like that. To say, hey, baby, you're going to be fine. You're going to go there. You're going to get your money. You're going to be fine. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to include him into it. Just say, hey, you're going to be all right. God is going to protect you, which I know that he will. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to end this. Uh, I'm, I do apologize that you had to do, hear me do the ugly cry and trust me, I was doing the ugly cry. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't affect the sound too much because I'm not redoing it. I'm not going to edit it. It's just going to be how it came out and that's it. So I will, I will, I will end it by saying this and I'll go back to what I said before about taking time from sex and taking time from relationships and dating and all of that. The reason why I say don't do it. Um, so, and this is going to be a little ugly. I've already, you know, I've already said it um, on a episode before. I'm going to say it again, but I really want you to listen to me. I'm not trying to make it seem nasty or anything like that. So, I stopped dating. I stopped having relations. I stopped kissing and and being touched on and this and that for a whole almost 14 years before I met my ex when I was 39. And I was about to turn 40 when we broke up. Maybe three days before my birthday? No. This was 16, 20, about 20-something days before my birthday we broke up. Um, and before my 40th birthday and, uh, it was a a hard time in my life, but before him, my little hiatus that I went on was strictly, um, it was strictly my choice. Um, I was, you know, just like, Hey, I'm not going to date anymore. You know, if there is a man out there for me, I'm not going to be used. And and I just didn't like sex at all. I didn't. It didn't. It did not go well with me. The first two times I did it when I was in my 20s, um, I didn't like it. It wasn't forced. It wasn't this and that. I just didn't like it because I didn't see it. I didn't have a connection with that person. I didn't see a future with those two people and I'm like, hey, let's just no, let's just not do this. <laughs> you know? Um, so I stopped. But one year turned into two, two years turned into three, three turned into thirteen. <laughs> and by the time it I think by the time it turned into three or four years, I was kind of in the zone anyway. I was like, this is just gonna be my life, you know. There ain't no man out there for me. They wouldn't be able to put up with me anyway. They wouldn't want to. And that was just life for me. And and a part of that depression was because that was life for me. And I, I manipulated myself to believe that that was life for me. And uh, the physical parts of it was touch. Um, when I did get with my ex and he... He was, you know, his his love language is touch. And here he comes touching on me, wanting to hug me. And I'm like, to go 13 years without being touched, to almost 14 years without being touched, to this man that you meet, and he wants to, like, 
when he walked up to me um, and we were getting ready to go on our first date and stuff, um, he walks up to me and he and he kisses me. And I'm like, hold on now. I haven't been kissed in 14 years. <laughs> so it was just a peck. You know, it was a, it was a tight hug and a peck. And while he's hugging me, I'm tapping him on the back. You know, I'm doing this little tap, tap, pat, pat thing um, on his back like you're hugging a kid or something. And that's exactly what he said to me. Like, you're hugging me like you're hugging a kid. And I'm like, I didn't even know that I was doing it because... <laughs> At that point, the only only person that I was hugging was my nephew, you know, and I'm doing this little pat, pat, tap, tap thing. And I'm like, you have to stop that. So he he was understanding of my situation and he didn't really he didn't really he didn't really bring it up or make me feel bad about it until we got in our arguments. And we're both Gemini, so we kind of both hit below the belt. We're kind of both just petty and and this and that. So I was doing this tap tap thing and I was like, oh my gosh, Bianca, you gotta stop that. You're gonna lose this man. <laughs> and um I didn't know how to open up. Uh t- speaking my mind is different, but as far as opening up about about love and romance and things like that, I was never open. I didn't want you know, I didn't want love at, at most of the points of my life. Um, so that was another thing, being emotionally connected and being physically connected to someone. Um, I was a little more into having relations with him because I was like, this is going to be my husband. God brought him over here to be my husband. Now, blah, blah. Um, so I was a little more open to being sexual with him, not too sexual. I mean, there are some that I didn't, I'm, I'm still a little bit of a. A little bit of a, a box. Um, but I was a little more open than I usually was or would be. And then <laughs> let's just get to the physical parts. Okay. So the first time that we had relations, I bled. And the second time we had relations, I bled. <laughs> and the third time we had relations it wasn't that much blood it was like going away but then it kind of went to the fourth time was when there was no blood